0: Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn with me. Uh, We're going to be going to a number of passages, but our series text is found in Matthew chapter 11. That's where I'm going to go first this morning. I'm going to also be in Exodus, Exodus chapter uh, 20 20 and uh, 26 this morning. So uh, if you want to go ahead and just find those places as well, uh, we're going to be going to a number of different places. Today, as we kind of talk about and pick up our uh, series on seeking rest. A couple of weeks ago, I began that series, and uh, Pastor Reverend Tim, uh, Ware last week even touched on it a little bit. And uh, I want to I want to touch on it again today and uh, preach to you uh, concerning seeking rest. I believe that God has given us uh, a season that we're coming into, a season of rest. Many of you have faced some uh, a difficult season in your life that you're coming. Out of. Some of you are still trying to get out of it. Uh, some of you have faced a lot of health issues and uh, challenges in just a number of arenas. But today I just want you to begin to embrace uh, this season. That God is granting us a season of rest and that we can come into that and find rest and restoration for, for what we have need of in our, in our lives. Our serious text, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, it says this. It says, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I want to read it to you also from the message Bible this morning. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I will show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Our goal today is to live, learn to live freely and lightly in this place. Amen? Lord, I want to have a bounce in my step. I want to be able to walk with you and not become weary and well-doing. I want to be able to, to, to gain from you the, the surge of energy and strength and, and the rest that I need from you so that I can continue on doing what you've asked me to do. Learning to live freely and lightly this morning. So I want to continue the series with the message, Remember the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath the Sabbath. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence in this house. We thank you for every person that has gathered here today, Lord, to hear what you are speaking through, through me, your servant, Father. And I ask that today you would open ears, open hearts, open minds. God, open my mouth to communicate the things that need to be communicated in this place. Let your anointing rest upon each and every person in this room and transform us into your likeness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My first point that I want to talk about today is that we must learn to honor the Sabbath. We must learn to honor the Sabbath. Let's first, let's go back and let's talk about for a moment what is the Sabbath. When we use that term, uh, the Sabbath, I think that for our culture it has a number of different meanings. When we, when we hear it oftentimes we, re- we think of that and we refer to it as a day or Sunday specifically as being our Sabbath day. But, but the word Sabbath originates or the concept of the Sabbath originates from Genesis 2 and 2. And so let's look at that together. It says on the seventh day, God ended His work which He had done. And He rested on the seventh day from all of His work which He had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because in it He rested from all His work which God had created and made. One of the things that I told you a couple of weeks ago is that whatever we see God doing in Scripture, it's generally a good idea to kind of emulate what He does. I mean, He's kind of got it together. He never makes mistakes. He never messes up. He never becomes weary. He never gets worn out. He never he never fails. And so if He's doing some things, then He's probably doing some things right and ought to do the same things He's doing. God takes the lead here in this verse and He gives us an example Of how we as people are to operate. In Genesis 2, what he's doing is he's demonstrating the principle that he wants us to embrace for our own lives. He's establishing a universal pattern that will be established until eternity. What he's doing is he's setting the stage and he's showing us how we can also walk in harmony with him if we will do what he's doing. How many of you think in the place that it's a good idea that we learn to walk in harmony with God and to, to emulate his patterns and to follow his lead? He's given us an example. And so in the passage here, he's establishing a universal pattern. What happens when God establishes the universal pattern is creation or us either aligns with the Creator and operates in harmony with Him, or we choose not to align with Him, and we get in disharmony with Him, and in disharmony with the Creator. And so we don't, we don't want to be in disharmony with God. What we want to do is we want to learn to walk with Him. The Bible says it like this. It says that we should keep in step with the Spirit. And so what we're doing is we're walking along with God, hand in hand with Him. We're keeping in step with the Spirit so that whatever God does, He's showing us a pattern for how we can really embrace and engage in the blessings that He has provided for us. His provision and protection exists in the universal patterns that He establishes for our lives. And so when we connect with them and we start living in conjunction with them and walking in harmony with them, then we begin to release His protection and His provision into our situation. How many of you think that sounds like a good idea? What God does, whatever He does, whatever God's actions are, as we read through Scripture, becomes a pattern for creation to live in harmony and in peace with God. In, a, in essence, it means that we can learn to live in righteousness with Him, because we're walking with Him. We're doing what He does. We're, we're essentially conforming ourselves to the pattern that is laid out before us. The Word of God tells us to conform to the image of Christ. And so we're conforming ourselves to His ways. When we choose to disregard His patterns, we live in disharmony and at odds with God, and essentially we live in corruption, because we're not doing it the way God does it. God doesn't is gracious, and He doesn't make us try to figure all this stuff out for ourselves. I mean, He's very good about taking time to communicate to us through His Word exactly what we should do. He records the patterns of His own behavior so that we can emulate those patterns as well. And He takes time to make sure that we understand the process here. The only issue that we have is really getting into the Word to discover them and having a sensitivity to to Him to tune into what He's saying to us so that we can embrace what He's doing and what He's trying to do in us. Exodus 20 and 8. Turn there with me. Here's where God gives us uh, the command. and He begins to establish uh, the pattern for us. He tells us exactly what to do. He says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. He says, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You nor your son nor your daughter nor your male servant nor your female servant nor your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So the Sabbath day is a day that God mandated to the people of Israel for the purpose of them gaining rest and renewal and preparation... For the upcoming week, it is also a way for them to show honor to God by remembering what God did during the seven days of creation. Okay, so now we go back and we see what the Sabbath day is as far as the scriptural text and what, what it refers to in its original essence. Now let's look at it: what it is for us. What is the Sabbath for us? Under the new covenant, Sabbath is about observing listen to me, about observing the principle of rest and renewal that God has established. The Sabbath day, uh, honoring the Sabbath, is about observing the principle of rest and renewal that God has established. What the Sabbath is not is simply an observance of a specific day. What the Sabbath is not is an observance of a specific day specifically now it can be a specific day but it doesn't have to be the p- focus here the, the the principle that God is establishing for us is embracing the principle of rest and restoration today we want to honor the principle of the Sabbath but our methodology for doing so needs to be adjusted in order to hold the principle in place now let me let me let me Take some time here and try to explain what I'm, what I'm saying to you. In the Old Testament, the value or the principle was rest. But the methodology to accomplish that rest was every Saturday. This was the Sabbath day for them, and this was the day they were going to honor. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is your day. That was the methodology that God established in the beginning. But the principle is what's important here. The principle is what is crucial, and the principle is rest. The methodology was the day. Today we want to honor the principle, and we want to regard the principle, and sometimes our methodology for doing so needs to be adjusted in order to hold the principle in place. My Sabbath, for instance, I'll give you an example. My Sabbath is certainly not Sunday. There is nothing restful about Sundays for me, I promise you. We're up at six o'clock, we're here by seven, and we're going from the time we leave here. and we usually don't leave here till around one. And so and then most of the time we have to come back for something in the evening. Sunday is not my Sabbath day. It's not my day of rest, it's not my day of restoration. Friday is my day of rest and restoration. Friday is the day that I have set aside where I unplug from the daily tasks that I normally have and I do something different and I let God recharge me and refresh me and restore me in the day of Friday. So what I've done is I've held the principle in place and adjusted the methodology so that the principle is not compromised. Does that make sense to you? And so we have to do that. We have to honor the Sabbath. Sabbath. The Sabbath needs to be honored, but it needs to be facilitated by means that is most effective for you. That is most effective for you. Honoring the Sabbath is, is, is me choosing to align myself with a pattern that God has established playing in harmony with His established rhythms. Remember our scripture in Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, it says, Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. When I operate in conjunction with God's pattern what happens is grace is activated in my life and released in the rest of my week. When I honor God's established principles, grace is activated in my life and rest is released into my situation. If I don't take my Fridays, then I'm playing from behind the rest of the week. Why? Because I haven't honored the principle that God has put in place. I haven't taken my day of rest And restoration allowed God to work in me to restore me so that I'm effective the rest of the week. I I would go as far to say that the, the, the problem that many of us have in honoring the Sabbath and really taking a day of rest is that we are overwhelmed with the things that we've got to do. And we don't unplug and allow God to restore us in those days. We think that... We can't get done in seven days what we've got to get done, much less getting it done in six. Is that anybody's internal dialogue there that I'm tapping into? Because I know it's certainly mine. But I will say this, that I'll get as much done in six days as I would in seven if I will honor the principle here that God has put in place. Unforced rhythms means I'm not trying to make things happen, but I'm allowing God and trusting God to help me make it happen. What it does is it engages in the partnership and draws upon the partnership that we have with God. And it says, I know I can't do this by myself, but I trust that God's going to help me do it. And so I'm going to honor this day. I'm going to set it aside. I'm going to rest in this day. And I'm going to trust that He's going to make my other six very productive and efficient so that that I'm blessed and I'm able to do what I need to get done. Jeremiah 17, 21 says this, Thus says the Lord, Take heed to yourselves and bear no burden... On the Sabbath day. He's saying to us we have to have that day. Where we disengage and we unplug. Honoring the Sabbath means I recognize. If God says I need to come away and rest. Then I need to come away and rest. That in so doing. He is providing for me the things that I have need of. So today I want to challenge you to honor the Sabbath. The second thing that I want you to learn to do. Is to enjoy your Sabbath. And remember I made a confession on the beginning of this. That This is, these are, again, I'm preaching from my struggle. These are my own issues, okay? And so I'm being transparent before you and telling you that, boy, I'm the guy that's saying, I can't get done in seven days what I need to get done. God, you really want me to take Friday off? You've got to be kidding me. I can't go do this. I can't go do that. I can't. No, no, no. We have to learn to trust God. It's an area that we trust Him with. So... Honoring the Sabbath is one thing. Learning to enjoy the Sabbath is another. So let's talk about that. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this and the message, Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. The Sabbath is a gift from God to us. It is a gift of rest and renewal that He's offering to those who honor the principle. Obedience always leads to blessing, church. Do you hear me? I said obedience always leads to blessing. Obeying the Sabbath blesses you with rest and renewal. When we honor God and we do what God's asking us to do and we align ourselves with Him, protection and provision is released into our situation. God's protective hand covers us, and His provision comes to us. It is provided by us. So how do we enjoy, how do we enjoy the Sabbath day? Boy. Y'all are asking the wrong guy probably, but I'm going to do my best. In the Old Testament, the Sabbath was purely a day of rest. They worked hard all week. They had a labor-intensive culture, and the rest in the sense of no activity was a chance for them to recharge physically more than anything. We do not all necessarily live in a labor-intensive culture. Many of us have desk jobs. Some of us don't, but, but a lot of us do. And so rest is not necessarily the absence of activity, but oftentimes is best experienced through a change of activity. How do I enjoy my Sabbath? I do something that I don't normally do. As far as my six days. I don't, I don't come into the office. I don't, I don't get on the computer. Dear God. <laughs> I, I, I do get on my phone. Shame on me. I shouldn't even do that. I should take it and turn it off. That would be a, be a huge thing. I'm still walking through the sanctification process, so you've got to bear with me. But we've got to do something that changes our activity in our, in our, in our normal routine. So rest is not necessarily an absence of that, but it's just a change of that. I enjoy my Sabbath through changing up my normal normal routine, having one day a week that doesn't look like the other six. So for me, like I said, I'm at church six days a week. I am most rested and recharged when I go and engage, actually, in a lot of physical activity. And when I get in the backyard and we build something or we tear something out, uh, weed flower beds or do something like that, that is a recharging time for me. Why? Because I don't ever do that. And so it's good for me to, to, to sweat and to work and to feel tired, uh, physically tired after the day, and I feel good after I'm done. And so we have to change our routine, do something that's different. I'm saying that today that a rest is a deviation from my normal routine. I'm not saying to you that you have to go home and sit in your lazy boy and, and, and not move. For some of you, you may need to do that, but for some others, that's the last thing you need. I don't need to do that. When I come from sitting all week here at the office and I go home and sit on my Friday, I feel terrible because it doesn't, it's not enough of a deviation from my normal routine. I need to do something completely different. So, whatever you do, You have to learn how to enjoy that Sabbath day. Don't let the other six days of of your week interfere with your seventh. And here, I'm going to give you some practical ways you can do that. First of all, you've got to guard your mind. You've got to guard your mind on the situation. You have got to make sure that your mind is in the right place because the enemy will try and convince you that you don't have time to rest. He will bring to your mind a million things that you should be doing or need to get done. But you have got to learn how to unplug, walk away. Let me say it like this. I have got to learn how to walk away, how to unplug, and how to come apart. There's an old saying that goes, if you don't come apart, you'll come apart. And if you don't come apart, you will come apart. You will come unhinged. And you won't be worth a dime to anybody. Your six days of your week will be much more effective and much more efficient if you will honor the principle of rest that God has put in place. The second thing you can do is you can guard your activity. Think about this. What are you saying yes to on that day and what are you saying no to? Because those things are critical. It's important that you're saying yes to the right things and no to the right things. You may need to turn your phone off. You may need to unplug from social media. To take time and, and take a break from Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever your your addiction is. <laughs> to walk away. You may need to leave town. There's a season in our in our uh, on our Fridays where I was telling April, I said, I gotta get out of town, I gotta leave town. It's not enough for me just to sit here. And, and be doing something different. As long as I'm in this town, I'm thinking about things I need to be doing. So we need to go somewhere. So we take a drive to the mountains or we go do something. You may need to do that. Whatever you need to do to separate your, your physical activity from what you normally do and your mind as well from those things. Guard yourself over the weight of guilt, over obligations and responsibility. The enemy going to try to put guilt on you. Well, you really should be doing this or you really should be doing that. And the guilt sometimes will be overwhelming and it will rob you of rest uh, that God's trying to give you. Enjoying your Sabbath requires a change of pace, a change of scenery, a change of activity. You have to take a Sabbath and you have to give yourself permission to enjoy that day because God is trying to help us to take what He says is a real rest. The third thing today is that we have to learn to prepare For our Sabbath. In order to honor the Sabbath and enjoy the Sabbath, your day of rest, you have to prepare for it. If you don't prepare for your Sabbath, you're not going to keep honoring it. And you're certainly not going to enjoy it. You have to think about it on the front side if you're going to hold the principle in place. Let's look and see what God tells us in Exodus 16. He says, And so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omers for each one, And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. Then he said to them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today, boil what you will boil today, and lay up for yourselves all that remains to be kept until morning. So the people rested on the seventh day. So here what we see is that God is teaching the people to prepare for the day so that in preparation they can protect it and they can enjoy it. If I don't enjoy my day because I've not taken care of business, that's completely different than, than enjoying it because I'm letting things interfere with it. You understand what I'm saying? If I haven't taken care of everything that I need to take care of, in other words, for me, if I don't prepare my message on Thursday and take care of things on Thursday, and Friday it's hanging over my head. Whose fault is that? That's not the Lord's fault. That's not the devil's fault. That's this guy's fault. Because I haven't worked hard enough to prepare so that I could actually enjoy my days off. We have to prepare. Or we're going to get it robbed from us all the time. We're going to get it taken away from us. I, we tell our kids all the time about procrastinating. You know, I know everybody deals with it. Every kid probably deals with it. If you'll get your assignments done early... and the the weekend. You'll get to enjoy the rest of your weekend. Don't wait till Sunday night to try to get everything done because then you've robbed yourself from the Saturday and the Friday evening that you would normally have. If I don't get my message done, it wears me out until I get it taken care of. It's just like the biggest thing that is on my plate. Other things don't bother me, but if I don't have that done... It drives me nuts. And so if I don't prepare, then Friday, what I'm doing is I'm thinking about that rather than actually engaging in what I should be engaging in, and that is rest and a change of pace. And so I need to prepare. Each work, each week, I have to work late some days. I have to work extra hard some days to enjoy my day. Procrastination is the enemy of a real rest. Procrastination is the enemy of a real rest. Wives... stay-at-home moms, uh, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you may not be able to enjoy a day off if your house is dirty, right? You may not be able to enjoy a day off if you've got laundry piled up. So if we work harder in the beginning of the week, then we actually get to enjoy the day. I don't want stuff hanging over me, so preparation is a key here. I want to shift gears for just a moment because I want to talk about preparation for... Uh, another type of Sabbath that we need to be prepared for. we certainly, over the last um, year, two years, have seen so many things that have happened um, that that are warning signs or um, uh, signs of awareness that the Lord is coming back, that the Lord is about to return. We just went through I don't know for how many of you are are you know aware of of this um, how it affects uh, biblical prophecy, but the blood moons and things of that nature. We just came through our second one. We're going to have two more next year. And uh, and it's just amazing all the signs that God has given us. We have this Ebola outbreak. The Bible talks about pestilences. Uh, we have famines. We have droughts. We have, we have wars. We have uh, rumors of new wars. We've got all kinds of things here that are happening to us. And we also need to be prepared for another day that's coming, another Sabbath day, the eternal Sabbath. There's coming a day soon, church, when Jesus is going to come back. And we have to be a church that is prepared to meet Him. We have to be ready to meet Him. We have to make sure that our family is ready to meet Him, that our loved ones are ready to meet Him, that our neighbors are ready to meet Him. John fourteen two says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. There's no question in my mind that the Lord is coming back soon. And He's coming back for a people that are prepared to meet Him. The parable of the ten that are in the wedding party tells that story of preparation. Five of them were ready when the wedding party came and the groom came. Five of them were not. The five that were ready were invited in to to the uh, celebration. They were invited in to the kingdom of God, essentially. And the five that weren't ready stood there knocking on the door trying to get in. Look, there's going to come a day when Jesus comes back. And the fact is, there's going to be a lot of people that I'm afraid are not ready because they're not prepared to meet Him. We need to be prepared to meet Him, church. Would you stand with me across this place this morning, Amber, if you'd come to the keyboard. What I'm trying to teach you this morning is simply the principle of the Sabbath. The reason that God established the Sabbath day was not to hold people to a day specifically. That's where the religious Pharisees and leaders got hung up. They would always focus on the methods rather than the principle. And Jesus, when he came, He dealt with this many times because He would say to them, Look, you're focused on the wrong stuff here. Focus on me and what I'm trying to get to you rather than on the way that it's being done. And so today I just want to challenge you that you would embrace that principle. You want to find rest. You're tired, you're worn out, you're burned out on religion. It may be because you're not taking time to rest, rejuvenate, be restored and renewed in the presence of God. You need to do that. To visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Berggrenet, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life after it. Till I found myself face down on your shore, you say Come to the river. <laughs>